You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. Yes, I am. It's your boy, MSW. That's Mr. Saved and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique Tuse. And this is your girl, D-double-E on the M-I-C, best known as DeAndre J. So yeah, welcome back to the Saved and Woke podcast. It's been a trial trying to get this episode to y'all, but we are here. Uh, last episode, we had a great talk led by none other, none other than my girl, D. And we covered a lot of ground on the topic of equity. And, you know, honestly, we didn't have to, you know, simplify a lot of things because I think equity is a pretty complex subject. But Dee did a great job of laying it out and providing us um, a definition. And I really, really appreciate it. And I hope you all appreciated the distinction that she made between equity and equality. So snaps to you oh, thank you thank you very much it wasn't an easy task but you know the call on the life ain't you know always easy yeah but um so again that was a great conversation and it actually brought up a lot of questions for me well one big question uh and i'm just gonna ask you start off right. um so the, the main question that i was wondering um after we established the fact that equity well, that most people like equity, agree on equity, well, agree that equity is a good thing, but just, I guess the main problem is that we don't agree on what equity is. However, like if, if Christians, well, if Americans are Christians, rather, and equity is biblical, so do, like, do you, in your opinion, why do you think so many Christians and a lot of pastors and leaders in the um, I guess the like evangelical leaders, if that's what we want to call them, so often oppose um, equitable social policies. Hmm. Wow. That's that's a, that's a good question. Because it happens a lot. It, yeah, it, it's it's very loaded. Let me let me think about it for a second, or let me try to figure out how to put it in. Uh, in the most simple terms possible. Yeah, or, or like when um, people are fighting for equity. And the main what I'm thinking about now is like the football players uh, protesting. Um, why do so many, and they're, they're, they're fighting for equitable treatment, um, just equitable, I don't know how to put it, just, just they, want, they want an equitable society where not, not, not that we're just treated equally now, but that, you know, people who have been uh, marginalized and exploited um, can now be, you know, restored. We talked a lot about restoration. Um, so even when people are just trying to get or obtain equitable treatment, a lot of times Christians are opposed to it. Um, so why, why, why do you think that is? Well, I mean, to be honest, I really feel that they're not really Christians then. And <laughs> I mean, you know, I feel like, you know, they, they uphold the, the, you know, the image of being a Christian, 
but not necessarily, you know, upholding the gospel truth when it comes to being a Christian. So um, with that said, with me saying that they're not really Christian, that means that, you know, they're they're under influence of the enemy, if you will, and not truly. But what about, because I mean, I definitely think that there's a lot of people who are like, like legit just quote unquote Christians in word only. But I do feel like there are all, there are like some like people, they, they, they believe in Jesus, they believe in the finished work of Christ, but they still are in opposition to um, to things that you would think Christians would like. It's like, you know, treating your neighbor like yourself, um, showing charity to, you know, your brother and your sister. So, like, it's like actual, like, legit, like, we, be we, we believe in Christ. Why do you think, um, why do you think that is? It just all boils down to uh, that spirit of hatred, you know, and it, it's just, um, because it's, it's unimaginable how, you know, certain people or groups of people can have hatred against others. Um, but again, that, that goes back to me saying that, you know, yeah, they could say they really are Christians, but they don't really have the knowledge as to how much they're being they're being influenced by the enemy, if you will. So, it, that's a really that's a really tough question. Yeah. Okay. So I think I see what you're going, or I think I see where you're going with this. So like when you say like Christians being influenced by the enemy, well, I wouldn't say so much influenced by the enemy as I would say just like by American culture, because I feel like a lot of what American Christianity is is really is it's way more American than it is than it is gospel. Mm -hmm. um, I'm blanking on the, on an example. I had a really really good one, but um, I mean, if I were to answer the question myself, because I, I um, you know, of course, this episode is entitled "America Not So Christian After All." Um, so, from a large stand, from a from a you know. 30,000 feet in the air standpoint, just looking at the nation as a whole, that's why I, I do believe that, you know, America has never been a Christian nation, but I do believe that there are Christians in America mm -hmm. that, you know, I got to give them the benefit of the yeah, doubt, which I don't usually do, <laughs> that, are just, <laughs> that are just, you know, ignorant and uninformed and I don't mean ignorant like stupid I mean ignorant as just like they just they, don't yeah. just don't know because yeah. Bro, yeah. go ahead yeah it, that's I, I pretty much was just going to agree with that and um you know a lot of people um and I have run across a lot of people they just simply don't know due to the privilege that they have um when it comes to um just the way things play out in their lives in in this society and so um Although it's unfortunate that I have ran into people, more people that um, choose not to be aware of what's happening. Um, but there are people out there who who sincerely just don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like to believe that most people sincerely don't know. <laughs> um, I could be wrong. But that's what that's what I that's what I truly believe. And uh, just lost my point. But. Yeah, I think 
Well, I, what I was going to say was that I can't really get, I can't get mad at people who are ignorant. I can't, you know, use ignorant as like an insult because I mean, I was, I wasn't always woke. I didn't know. I wasn't socially conscious at all. And, and, and same here, you know, before attending college. So, exactly. you know. <laughs> same, here, same here. Your boy was all the way asleep. Um, <laughs> Snoozing. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I believed a lot of the same things. And I, I remember whenever I would see a protest or people rallying for anything, I was just like, oh, what are they? I would get, uh, you know, I would scoff at them just like people today. And I'm be, and it was because, and I guess that I'm answering my own question here, it was because I already, I thought that America already was equitable. Um, and I didn't think there was a reason for anybody, whether you were, whether it was because of race or or gender or like uh, uh, like the wage gap, I didn't think that that was a problem. I was like, man, everything. Well, yeah, we we used to have problems, you know. Yeah, we had problems back in the day, but but we're good now, you know. And that's that's how I think most people are today. And just to get back to the point of this, or the the title of this episode called "America Not So Christian." After all, is that one? We're not equitable now. And we never have been. Um, and I really, truly believe that that's because America has never been a Christian nation. And what I, what I would say a Christian nation is, well, how you identify a Christian nation, I always say that you can identify a Christian nation the same way you can identify a Christian individual. So just like a Christian individual, and I'm, by, by this, I'm not saying that every single person in America has to believe in Christ for us to be considered a Christian nation. But what I'm saying is that, so just like uh, a Christian individual, a believer, uh, an individual believer, one, believe in Christ and follow his teachings. That's huge. Uh, but along with that, you know, God says to, to, um, to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then to love our neighbor more than ourselves. And we're supposed to put the good of our neighbor, the good of our fellow man, above and before the good and the need of ourselves. And I'm like, man, when has America ever done that? <laughs> well, hey, that just goes back to, um, you know, what, uh, again, most people don't know about. Um, this country, um, even though... Uh, uh, our policymakers, lawmakers claim that, or most of them claim that this country was founded on Christian principles, but this country was founded on violence. Yeah, and the Christian like facade. Exactly. Um, and I'm not saying with the, that you know America doesn't provide aid because America provides much needed and I guess I know much appreciated aid to a lot of nations, but we don't do so at, in a way that's sacrificial. We give out of our abundance greed um, so we give in a way when we give in a way that is not going to hurt us um i guess like financially or uh, i guess what resourcefully like in terms of losing resources i don't know that word y'all bear with me i'm tired um, and we also a lot of times we give with conditions which is definitely not in the spirit of god um so yeah, like I know a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of aid, whether it's from America directly or like 
the World Bank, it comes with conditions like, okay, we're going to give you this aid, but you have to trade with us. So like, we're going to help you, but only if you allow us to, only if we are allowed to economically benefit from giving you something. And like Jesus, like, I don't know where it is, but Jesus, like he even, he, he warned us against this type of giving. He was like, when you have a party or something at your house, he said, don't invite your friends. Invite the poor people because if you invite your friends, you don't gain anything in heaven because the, your friends will probably invite you back to another get together. And in, in that way, you will have been rewarded for the time that you invited them. Like invite those, invite the widow, invite the orphan, the people who can't, who can pay you back if you want, if they wanted to. Um, and just from that alone, like I, I've never seen America give sacrificially like that. Um, so that's why that that's where the, the, the this title came from. And I mean, that's pretty much why I believe that we've never had an, a truly equitable society. And I have one other reason, but I, D, I know you got something to say. I mean, to be honest, you, you pretty much um, summed it up. You know, I explained in the last episode, um, especially with the wage gap, um, especially for from, from a woman's standpoint, um, Specifically, um, just as women, we we've always had to fight. As black women, especially, we've always had to fight so hard to to even be. As black women, we've always had to fight to even be seen in the first place. Okay, so not only do we have to fight to be seen, we have to fight. You know, also to. To even like get, it seems like we have to fight to even get half of what um, men may get. So that's why I brought up, you know, the whole wage gap thing. Um, uh, yeah, and that's always been like another thing. Like that has that has always been the case. That has that has all um, this wage gap between just just men and women has always existed, and it's it's still not right, y'all. Right, Cause, yeah, right. Because you, you gave us the statistics. What were they again? Yeah, it's like, um, I can't remember it right off the bat, but pretty much um, women make approximately between 75 and 80 cents to, for every yeah, dollar. Like 80%. Um, yeah, yeah, 80%. Thank you. Um, pretty much about 80% to every 100% or a dollar that a man makes. And like I said in the last episode, that may not seem like a lot, but it is like the higher the higher you go. Take twenty percent of my check. <laughs> See how I feel about it. See how I feel about it. <laughs> but yeah, that that glass ceiling, you know, um, that's something that's very real. And for those who don't know what a glass ceiling is, um, that's basically where, um, again, with this whole wage gap thing, you know, as women, we see where men make more than we make, um, yet we're unable to break through that ceiling and you know receive that equity that we deserve yeah i mean it's like invisible because everybody acts like it doesn't exist but you know it's there when you walk into it yeah you feel that you feel it yeah yeah um so yeah that was one reason or one of the main reasons i said that america has never been christian just because we we can just trace inequity that is current and see it's you know it's ancestors i guess you the the ancestors the of the 
systemic oppression that we have today. Um, different, it shows up differently, but it's the same spirit. Um, and the next reason I would think, or I would say that I, how I know America is not Christian after all is because just the Bible is one unified story. Um, and I'm getting, taking my language from the Bible Project. Again, Tim Mackey, shout out. <laughs> um, so the, the Bible is one unified story that points to Jesus. And all Jesus talked about, or he talked a lot about the kingdom of God and establishing the kingdom of God and how the kingdom of God was here. So the whole Bible is talking about how God, in spite of man's, you know, original sin and us turning away from him again and again and again how he's still going to make a way for us and he's still going to establish his kingdom in the earth so the whole, the bible the entire bible is about the establishment of god's kingdom on earth whereas america has always been about itself like i said a christian individual who is really submitted to the word will take on will have the mind of Christ and the mind of Christ, like literally like God, Jesus, he wants God's will to, to be manifested. And if we have the mind of Christ, then we will also want that. So if we have an, an, a, an, a, a quote unquote Christian nation, then that's what this Christian nation would also want. I would think, you know? Yeah, yeah. you would think that, but um, as you, as you say, you know, that's not what we, we have today, and um, what you have as a result is, you know, people looking for answers, people looking for solutions, and they have nowhere to turn. Yeah, and they, I also think they have just a misunderstanding, a huge misunderstanding of what, of Jesus' teachings in general and what it means to be a Christian, I feel like they just think it's a, a bunch of rules you got to follow, a bunch mm -hmm. of do nots, don't do this, yes. don't be like this, yes. don't don't dress like this, don't legalism. talk like this. Yeah. yeah, legalism, thank you. And that's what they try to impose on people because that's what I hear most. It's like, oh, yeah, we're a Christian nation because we are telling these people that they can't do this and we can't do that. And, like, a, there's a lot of stuff. Like, there are there are restrictions in the Bible. Um, there are restrictions. Like, you know, I don't... I used to cuss and smoke and drink, and I don't do all that stuff no more because I've been redeemed, and that's not the life I want to live. Um, and of course, I can go through specific scriptures that prohibit certain things, but that's not the end-all, be-all of Christianity, and I feel like that's what people act like. Um, and so, yeah, if you are these people, like we talked about in episode six, you know, supporting Christian values, then boom, oh yes, you're a Christian. But it's more than that. Um, and also in my favorite book by Russell Moore called Onward, Engaging the Culture Without Losing the Gospel. He even says this, one of his quotes, my favorite quotes is in the book that in a, the problem with America is that the that Christian values have always been more important than the Christian gospel. Oh yeah, see, that, that's kind of where I was trying to get at, but... It was, you know, when you see, we right here. Yeah, when you came at I'm me with the question, question, like it was, it was hard to kind of break down because yeah. that that was a real loaded question. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. He, I love the way he puts his words together. But that's all I got to say. You got something else? Man, we just, 
I, I just say that um, as Christians, you know, um, we have to continue to do our part, but we we must do a better job of making sure that equity does exist and making it known not only what it is, but actually demonstrating it. Because and that's just like with anything else, um, within Christianity, um, we as the body of Christ, because the body of Christ, you know, the people make up the church. Um, those who are true Christians know that. So, <laughs> you know, just saying. So we we have to do a better job of demonstrating, um, not only this equity, but also just anything when it comes to how we treat people. Um, our walk, our talk, because I gotta demonstrate His love, yes. God's love, and His righteousness. Yes, yes, all of that. Um, because the non-believers are watching; <laughs> they're watching every move that we make. Because you know, um, there there's definitely gonna be times where you know we're gonna be challenged, and you know they'll say like, "Okay, so equity is in the Bible. So how come you're not practicing equity?" Yeah, yeah in the Bible, I remember. I know Paul said somewhere in the New Testament that um, the name of the Lord is defamed, not because people are just so, you know, heathenistic um, or hedonistic, but because uh, Christians are not doing right. So it's not because of them; it's because of of us. And to go to add on to your point of we need how we need to show love and. Uh, walk in righteousness, I would also say that instead of trying to come up with equitable laws, we should just really work towards doing what the Bible says, establishing God's kingdom in the earth. And honestly, I say it a lot, and I don't really know how to do it. I don't don't think anybody knows. Um, And so that's why we have to pray. And if, D, if you don't have anything else, then I'm just going to go ahead and pray right now. Lord God, we just give you glory, honor, and praise. We acknowledge that you are Lord of all the universe. We acknowledge that you are good. We declare that you are just, that you are equitable. Lord God, that you are perfect and holy and completely and totally righteous. There is no fault in you. There is no fault in you. Lord God, you are the God of justice. And you are loving and caring, Lord God. So I pray that the people listening, Lord, who also have a sense, a deep sense of justice, Lord God, I pray first of all that you would give them desire, that you would prick their hearts and give them the desire to right the wrongs that was committed, the, the most heinous injustice, which is when we turned away from you every time we sinned and we turned away from the most holy, perfect, loving being that we should, you know, want to do everything we could to please, but we didn't, Lord God. So you sent a way to right that injustice. We couldn't, we couldn't make it right. So you sent Jesus down to make it right on our behalf, Lord God. So I pray that you would prick people's hearts and let them know and show them um, that receiving Jesus is the first step towards righting the wrongs in this world. We gotta right the wrong in ourselves, Lord God, and I pray that as we seek you, Lord God, um, 
as individuals, Lord God, in our personal relationship with you and then as the body of believers, as the church, I pray that as we seek you in spirit and in truth, as we worship you in spirit and in truth, as we seek your face, that you will show your will for us, that you will empower us through your Holy Spirit, um, and that we will do the work of the kingdom and establish, establish it here in the earth. And we won't just try to put pieces of what we think is good, but what you say is good, and we know what you say is good is truly good. In Jesus' name, we just give you glory and honor, and we call it done right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for waiting uh, for this episode. Never had so many delays before, but uh, we love y'all. Um, as always, send us your questions because a lot of times your questions that you send us via Instagram and Twitter, they fuel our discussions and you can send us a DM or hit us up on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Saved and Woke. That's all lowercase and all one word. And at Afro Soul D, that's Afro Soul underscore D double E. And with that, we bring this episode nine, America Not So Christian After All, to a close. Next episode 10 will be our final episode for this first season. I can't believe it. Wow. Exactly. It's crazy. But until then, keep the faith and stay woke.